Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me and Paul on another episode of Bible Belt. And well, I am the host, Aaron Johnson. What is it? Okay, so this is bamboo. I don't know if that's actually how you pronounce it. B-U-M-B-U. Why don't you show them the bamboo. bottle? Okay, well, it's an empty bottle now. I know. But this is this is bamboo. It's bamboo rum. Apparently, people have told me it's not a rum, but it's just a liqueur because a rum is supposed to be 40%, and this is 30, 35, 30, I don't know. 35, 33%. Whatever. It's a rub. So, yeah, I came across this. I was getting some Captain Morgan. And I saw the cool bottle and I was like, I want to get some of that. And I did. And I regret, regret, regretted getting Captain Morgan because it's trash compared to this. Sorry. Not sorry. But, uh, so, yeah, I've got a nice little glass of bamboo, as does Paul. Paul's got his little glass of bamboo. And uh, so that is. Except I got a single, not a double, like someone over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was almost empty. I know, so, I know. I mean, also, I specifically requested a single, so it's not like I'm like saying you're stingy or anything. <laughs> but uh, I mean, close enough. Yes, <laughs> just a little bit. So uh, that is the drink of choice for today. What a great band! But so first episode, if you watched it, it's out there. It's been done. Um, we kind of just talk about, well, Paul and I's testimony and kind of share you, share, well, share with you, um, just our brain. <laughs> See, I haven't, even, I haven't even taken a sip yet and I can't even talk now. It's like we're trading roles because we couldn't, yeah. Yeah, except, uh, what did you have to drink today during the podcast I had, recording? I, 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 I had, I had, a, I had a stout, a chocolate stout. And? And another stout. Uh -huh. <laughs> one stout was bigger than the other but i mean that was the course over the whole day so i mean it ain't too bad right yeah, yeah six I mean, hours yeah psh, we're fine yeah but uh no yeah i our first episode was about kind of our growing up and stuff like that our background and becoming a christian and stuff like that so i shared my story which turned out to be pretty pretty darn long i guess and then paul shared his and about half the time so he's really cut to the chase and got it well out. also i didn't want it to go on for ever because we were already almost at an hour and i was like well <laughs> i can cut to the highlights i don't have to go through all the in fifth grade i felt like i, was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have wow. to go through all that so i was able to cut right to the highlights oh, uh, no. so that's all right go on but uh so um yeah, and today, so I thought we would just kind of, I guess, focus on, because we, we talked about becoming a Christian and stuff like that, and what led to that, and then so today I kind of want to talk about what it might look like, well, what it might, what it looks like to be a, kind of like a genuine Christian, um, and so Paul is probably going to be doing, hopefully, hopefully, right Paul, doing more talking on this one, because, uh, yeah, I, I'm leading it, but 
Paul's smart, and he'll hopefully help 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 me with this. Remember, this is your baby. This is your this thing. Is my, this is my thing. You, you ask the questions, and I answer. That's how it goes. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Whereas before on the normal podcast, I ask the questions typically, and you answer. Um, and then I'll add my two cents afterwards. This is where you get to ask, I answer, and then you add your two cents in afterwards. Hot diggity dang. No. I don't know how I feel about that. So, but here we go anyways. So. How, how, you, how you feel about that is irrelevant. Yeah. By the way, before we get into it. Yeah. You should probably taste your rum and tell us how does it taste. Oh, dude. <laughs> I mean, the bottle's gone, so you know it tastes amazing. <laughs> and I've got. But, okay, this makes me seem like an alcoholic, but there's another empty bottle up there. So Oh, and yeah, it's Ryan Pitcher. Oh, hey, cool. Sick. <laughs> you can see that. Oh, well, you can see it up there anyways. Oh, my gosh. Ow, my hand. Um. <laughs> well, no. So, like, what are the flavors of this rum? Is um, it more on the spicy side? Is it more no, on the sweet side? Is it what? I would say it's more sweet to read. Well, I mean, this doesn't really tell you much about it. It just says, an authentic Caribbean legend. Bamboo. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that right, but. Um, is masterfully blended by a hand from island rums and native spices chosen from across the West Indies. Based on 16th century native recipes, Bamboo reveals its history and craftsmanship in every sip. Um, it is very, I mean, I don't know. If you now, I'm not a rum person myself. Is rum more of a sipping alcohol drink, or is it more of a you take a shot of it and you're done type deal? <laughs> yes. Correct. Yeah. I don't know. It, see, now this one, I could see being like a shot one, but I also like sipping on it because it just tastes really good. Okay. Like it's really, I get like a, like a caramely kind of like just taste and it is amazing but there's this other bamboo xo that i've got also just i saw it next to the other one i had to get that one too but uh of course he did see now this one is 40 percent alcohol so i guess this would be technically legitimate rum i don't know that one is more like taste um more kind of like a whiskey almost thing to me okay so that's definitely more of a sipping one this then, one, I mean, mixer, sipping, and shot, whatever you whatever you want to do with it. You can do whatever you want with any of your alcohol. Don't okay. leave it up to me. But yeah. All right. So anyways, I just wanted to, yeah. I, I was thinking, I was like, before we get into the conversation, you should at least talk about the alcohol that oh, you're having, what it is, what what mm. sort of flavors to expect, what sort, is it a sipping, is it a, just a shot type thing, is it a mixer, that sort of thing. It is a, a good mixer. That is for sure. And the I, thing, it, I will it, say it smells like. Getting a lot of caramel. Yeah, it's it's caramely. Um, I love it. It's well more expensive than Captain, so it's also much better than Captain. Anywho, but yeah, so that's the alcohol. Great start. <laughs> it is called Bible Belt, after all. You right though. <laughs> so for so yeah, so to the Bible aspect of this, episode, we got the belt portion. Covered. Yeah, we, <laughs> we got that part done. Um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about. I don't know. I guess like what it looks like to have a genuine faith and stuff like that in Christ. And, um, I guess not, gosh, just cause as from being a like non-believer or whatever, well, yeah, unsaved, whatever you want to call it person to 
getting into the faith and like accepting Christ as your savior and stuff like that. I mean, there is stuff that happens, believe it or not. I don't know. Maybe you haven't read the Bible. Maybe you don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So that's why we're talking about this. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, I mean, it's one, I guess the big part is realizing that yes, for me and all of us, I mean, we're all sinners and that's why Christ came down is to, you know, offer him, well, offer himself up as a, you know, one time holy sacrifice to, you know, cover all sins, past, present, future, you know, everything, which is the crazy part about it. Well, one crazy part about it. Um, so that you know no matter what we do you know it's it's realizing that we're a sinner confessing that and just like admitting to christ that he's like we need your help and we want you to be a part of our lives and save us from our sin and stuff like that and that's when a change happens and it's not like i mean for some like i've, I've heard you know people have their have their own testimonies and stuff as well where it's like it's pretty crazy change like it's like just like night and day difference and some people i mean i mean it's a bit of a slower kind of grow growth i would say in some aspects i mean there's always gonna be growth happening regardless and paul can probably attest to that a little bit very um, much so <laughs> I, i'm and and i say very much so both for myself my own personal experience as well as aaron as i've seen him grow through the i almost said through the ages through the years <laughs> through the ages makes it sound like uh i'm ancient yeah exactly and if you're ancient that means you're darn near dead oh, yeah we're not even gonna talk about it <laughs> so when i i guess for me it's it's been it's been a slow but steady kind of journey kind of thing um, it's <laughs> slow and steady wins a race. It, yeah, it does. I say it makes me think of the, this movie baby steps with, Oh goodness. Why can't I think of his name now? Um, uh, Bill hey. Murray, Bill Murray, great movie. Um, never heard of it. Oh, what? Oh, okay. Well, it's a good movie. Um, but it's like, as time has gone on, like, uh, I guess I've just been slowly learning and I guess I, that's one thing that I, <laughs> I've noticed about like myself and stuff like that is when it comes to actually, honestly, okay. So this isn't going to be released on the day that we record this, whatever. But like, so this morning at church, um, the message, the pastor was talking about, you know, like if we truly love god and love jesus and stuff like that we're gonna want to follow him and do his will and stuff like that and spend time with him and i was just thinking i was like man like that's still something i'm i guess working on because there's like a lot of times where it's like a lot of things like it's i want to do my way and just get to stuff here and now and not will one wait either for like I will for certain things. I <laughs> we talked about it in the past episode, but like pornography and stuff like that, like waiting until like sex for marriage and stuff like that. Believe it or not, I'm just a regular dude. Even yeah, that 
that happens or that desire can be there and it, but it's like for you know christ tells us that we should you know sex should be between a husband and wife after marriage so it's like i don't want to follow that commandment at times but it's like <laughs> and even that commandment that thought is contentious in the world at large you know we we were told a lot of times it doesn't matter go ahead and have sex we're telling that to to, to, to when i say we're telling that we're telling that to like fifth sixth seventh graders and they're like have sex but use protection yeah be safe about it and uh you know if you get pregnant just take this pill to Can't. plan b yeah or go see you know whoever to get an abortion it's like Mm. and we're allowing that but yes I, I know what you're saying with all that i just yeah. want to no yeah so i mean the, and then there's like the well, i guess you could say extremes or whatever but it's like murder you know it's like okay we're told not to murder one another and stuff like that but at times there's times i really don't like it now do i want to go to murder no but no but we're even told in the new testament that if you think uh hatred towards your yes, brother that is the same thing as murder exactly and people go well that's my brother you know i don't have a brother when when the bible says brother or sister they're not talking biologically no, related yeah. they're talking you know a brother in christ they're talking your neighbor you're they're talking all yeah. that so you got to remember the bible's kind of metaphorical at times yeah so you really gotta do your studying and that's another thing i've been i mean been getting into is really getting more into studying just not opposed to just reading and be like oh, okay that's cool yeah sweet awesome but it's actually digging into it like learning the history of the time of that and like that area that's uh nation and stuff like that so there's a lot into it which makes it all the more exciting and a lot, lot more cool and a lot more like it it just makes it more gosh what's the word what's the word um duh. wow i lost it but it, it makes it just all the more like well what i guess real mm -hmm. but it just shows how important a lot of the stuff is and when studying it is um but so for me and again it's once you accept christ into your heart and stuff like that he he's he's before like leading up to his death he talks to the disciples you know that you know this the holy he's gonna send like the spirit down to be with them and help them and live in them and stuff like that as to help them out through their journey because i mean life gets hard and so it's like we've got the the you know the holy spirit to help drive us on and stuff like that and um it's that's become really noticeable and well i guess for me i i hope so my myself at least as far as i can say i feel like i've noticed it i hope other people would say that maybe they've noticed stuff i don't know i don't know but i've seen that with other people it's like you know when you see when you, for me knowing some of my friends before they were saved and then seeing them come to faith it's like holy crap i was like yeah i was like you are a different person like it's in a good way um so it's just like it's i guess seeing stuff like that also too is just like man this is legit so uh i guess yeah just talking about being a genuine christian just see what it looks like i mean <laughs> you could argue i guess i don't know this argument of like who you've been raised by and like my parents i mean i've been raised in a christian home i've had a very great family 
thankfully. I've been blessed with that. I've been blessed with the mom and dad that love me. And, I mean, they obviously love me because I still live at home with them right now. So they put up with a lot with me. <laughs> As Paul, Paul can attest to that. <laughs> so, so, I mean, but to a point, it's like, I to a point that's true, like, because you can be raised and be raised a certain way, and that's a big part of your life, obviously, but it's like, there's just things that I know that are different because I am saved now and how I react to things. Now, there's still, like, that initial human, I guess you could say, na natural reaction into me at times. Like, when my car got stolen, I was pretty pissed off at first. I was not happy about it. But then, like, I remember talking <laughs> talking to my sister, and I was like, you know what? The Bible wasn't joking around when it talks about, you know, thieves will break in and steal and stuff like that, and moth will and rust will destroy. And I was like, it's not... It, it's, it's a legit thing um but it's like so at that point when i had that in mind it's like you know i was like this is just something on earth like it's not worth that much i mean granted it's worth so much on earth but it's like all in all it's not a big deal so and like even with the people that like well people person i don't know whoever stole it we don't know who did it i don't care it's like at first like having just like this kind of like anger towards them like why the heck would you do this like jerk move um it's just something I, I guess clicked in me i was like you know what if i actually got the chance to like meet that person and if they got caught and i got to meet them it's like i guess they're gonna get the punishment that they're gonna get if they get one i guess me and myself at that point i wasn't too concerned about like being like oh you're gonna pay for this you jerk whatever for stealing my car um, but it's like, I guess I just didn't want to have that happen actually anymore. It's just like, you know what? I'd rather want to almost get to know the person a little bit, which might mm -hmm. be kind of weird, but it's like, cause I don't know what this person's been through. I don't know what their livelihood is. I don't know what they're bringing up is. Maybe they had a really terrible like childhood or growing up and it's like either they're doing this cause I don't know. It's a way to make money. I don't know. Whatever it may be. I don't care. But it's like, there's a reason they're doing it, probably. Well, there is a reason. But it's like, I don't care. I guess I'd just rather talk to them, get to know them. And I actually, <laughs> I thought about getting a Bible for them if I ever got the chance to meet them. But I'd have to have a Bible ready for them or just talk to them. But I don't know. So it's, it's stuff like that. And granted, that wasn't really a serious situation, though, either. So it's like... I don't know, something actually serious happened. Like, the one thing I was also glad about is, you know, none of my family heard this, like, robbery happening. So, had that happened, and maybe my, if my dad intervened, like, something could have happened to him, I would have been a lot more upset if something happened to my dad versus just my car getting stolen. So, that was another way I looked at it, too. So, but, I mean, I don't know. It's There's just a lot of things. It's like, I've, I've noticed where it's like, I don't have, I'll, I'll have... A human reaction but then it's like i don't immediately react and act upon that initial feeling i get it's like wait a minute like <laughs> the good old-fashioned wwjd what would jesus do <laughs> yeah wwjd that was yeah late 90s early 2000s 
Yeah, I was a, little, I was a wee little I one. can't believe you actually remember that, because, yeah, that was, <laughs> you were a wee little lad at that I time. I was. But it's like, that comes to mind, and, like, you know, and then you can look at things, like, scripturally, and, like, for stuff that I don't know about, it's like, I should be going to the Bible, and that's that's some, somewhere where I still struggle, too, though, is, is going to the Bible about stuff consistently whenever I have questions about anything. Because it's like, it does, I mean, it covers all the bases you need, you know, in life and stuff like that. So it's, it's definitely also a big discipline thing as well to be getting into that and taking it seriously. It's not just a walk in the park as I'd like to hope it would be. But, um, and a lot of people think it is a walk in the park. They think, oh, you're a Christian. You're, you're on easy street. You just have to say a little prayer and that's it. You're, you're good to go. And they don't realize there's a lot of uh, implications there mm-hmm. because if you're actually following through with it, it, what, you know, you're supposed to be doing, there's a lot going on. Like, I'll bring it back to something that you said earlier, you know, like where your past was like, you need to want that time, yeah. you know, and, and, and this isn't meant as a, a derogative here, Mr. Johnson. Um, I know you've had one girlfriend that you sometimes say yes as girlfriend and sometimes not depends on the day. Right. Uh, <laughs> but you've had one girlfriend and during that time, you know, while you're starting that dating, you, you wanted to spend time with her. Yes? Yeah. Because wh- why did you want to spend time with her? Because you liked her, and that's how you got to know her better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what relationships are. I, it, yeah. It's weird to think about this way, but think about it this way. In a way, you're dating God. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. <laughs> you, you can't get to know God. You can't get to know Jesus. You without can't get to know anything about him without spending time with him. Mm-hmm. And you, if you try to have a relationship without spending time with someone, it doesn't work because that relationship will be superficial. You know, we talked in one of our episodes this month about accountability. You can't be accountable to someone you don't know. You can't be accountable to God if you don't know what God is expecting of you to be yeah. accountable for. Yeah. And it, it really comes down to the fact that it takes work. It takes time. It takes energy to have that relationship. And if you're not having that relationship uh, time, well, it's going to be like, you know, the girlfriend that you just ghost. Mm-hmm. Eventually, work out too well. eventually you just stop seeing each other. Yeah. You don't see each other anymore. And then there's hurt feelings on both sides. Except I don't think God feels like he ever gets jilted. He might. It does say in the Old Testament that he's jealous for us. So, he does feel like a jilted girlfriend when we stop seeing him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And to go back to um, that one passage where I was talking about, if you love me, you'll keep my command my commandments. Honestly, I'm just going to, I think I'll read this little section that uh, we had in church. Um, it's in the book of John, um, chapter 14. And this is going about talking about the Holy Spirit where that uh, verse 15 of chapter 14. Wow. Um, and I always thought this was interesting, but it's like, um, cause like when you, when we, when you read the Bible, you know, it'll have like little like sections broken up within a chapter that's got like a little, like a heading over it or whatever kind of. I guess, well, obviously, like, when the Bible was written, none of that was. Yeah, there, there. were no headings or anything, anything like so that. It's then. crazy how they separated stuff like that anywho 
Um, so, but this one is, t- is talking about Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. And starting at 15 from chapter 14 of John says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it is neither it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you, yet a little while and the world yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me, because I live. You will also live. In that day you will know that I am my in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. <laughs> Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, it, he it is who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Um, and then, yeah, that stops at verse 22 for now. Um, but it's, I mean, it, he goes on and he says it again, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and going on throughout it. But, um, it's just, that's what he was telling his disciples and stuff. Just the people at the time. So it's just like to see that still happening today is wild and really cool and well promising. (laughs) And I think that hits upon another key um, aspect. So, you know, your, your question was, what does it look like to be a believer? You know, part one is you're spending time with God, right? That That's part one. Part two is not only you're spending time with God, but you're applying his word to your life. Like you were just reading yeah. in there, that you'll follow the words, you know. That, keep that, the commandments. Keep the commandments. You know, it, it's one thing to read directions. You know, slot A goes into slot B, which then you turn around and wedge into slot C. Okay, cool. Now I got my, my Ikea desk put together. <laughs> but if you don't follow your directions on an Ikea desk, you'll end up with a pile of wood that has nails sticking out of it. And you'll be like, I have no idea what this is supposed to be. This and, is useless. And, and you'll end up with something that you spent, you know, $30 on that doesn't serve a purpose because you refuse to open the directions and read them. Now, people complain Ikea doesn't give the best instructions, but <laughs> the, the point stands. Yeah. You have to follow the directions and you have to follow the commandments in order for the things talked about in the Bible, in the commandments to be true in your mm-hmm. life. Yeah. So you got to spend time and you got to read and follow. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, um, one, there's this one uh, phrase that this pastor has in this church called first free church in Alaska, uh, in lacrosse. Um, and one of his things that he says that I love is, you know, as people coming into the church, it's like, you learn that, um, you'll belong, believe and behave throughout this journey. So it's like for the church and stuff like that, um, uh, it's people, I mean, obviously whether you're a Christian or not, especially hopefully for the people that aren't Christians or aren't believers coming into a church, if they're curious, it's hopefully they get this sense of belonging with people. Um, cause that's very important. Cause if you don't feel like you belong, then why do you want to be a part of it? Which I mean, I understand. Like I would, that it breaks my heart to think that, you know, there's, there's, there can be churches out there and there's uh, situations where it's like someone genuinely curious about 
God and faith and stuff like that will go into a church, but then get treated wrong and be like, well, I mean, you talk about this God that's so great, but then yet your followers are just like, get away from me kind of thing. And it's just like, you don't want to be a part of that, which I wouldn't blame you. Um, so it's like, it's, we need to show love to one another and show that we all belong. Cause then at the end of the day, it's like me, Paul and well, hmm, Josh used to be a part of this and just, well, obviously outside of us three, anybody in the world, it's like, we all have the same sin problem. We all have it. So it's like, none of us are above one another. It's like, we, you know, you struggle with one, you're screwed. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And, and mm. as I say, and it's something I, I, I've kind of tried to drill into. I, I know your guys said you and Josh specifically, um, just because I'm older doesn't mean I got it all together. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I don't struggle with things. Doesn't mean I have all the answers. I have a little more experience. I know a little more things. I might've struggled with more things, but guess what? I'm just as faulty as the next human. And guess what? Just because I'm older doesn't mean I get to uh, slack on spending time with God. Doesn't mean I get to slack on following his commandments. Doesn't mean I get to slack on any of that. Yeah. And I mean, going into like farther into that, you know, as you grow closer to God and, you know, in that faith and, uh, rely on him and trust in him with your whole self. Well, when you follow the commandments, it's like, you'll see what, I mean, what's described as fruit growing and stuff like that in your life. And it's just like good things coming of your faith and stuff like that. Um, and that will also, I mean, be very evident if you're following pretty much the commandments of God. And then that's not to say, I mean, there's going to be trials. There's going to be hard things and not everybody's going to have the same life. So it's like, you know, you can, I mean, you have people that follow, you know, God and, you know, throughout their life. And it's like, they still have a really tough time. I mean, look, look at Paul. He had a really, well, granted now, look, not, okay, Bible Paul. Not not this Paul, Bible Paul. Okay. So to give you. (laughs) <laughs> a little history. So he was Saul at one point. This dude hated Christians. He wanted to kill the Christians. He did kill Christians. He hated them. And then he had an interaction with Jesus. And that flipped everything around. And, um, well, she actually, he made him, what, blind, didn't he? Yep. And it's kind of freaky to go blind out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, so he he and chose Paul, turned his life around, and now this man is just a man of God, serving and you know and following, following him. And it's like he had a very tough life. I mean, he was in prison, he was beaten for, well, sorry, excuse me, his faith, and it's like he did not have an easy life at all. But one of the cool things. Um, that he says is, you know, to to live is Christ, to die is gain. And, like, to have that mentality um, on, on it, is, it's, like, has been a huge thing for me. Because um, I think, like, this life can suck, which, I mean, it's going to from time to time. There's going to be good parts. There's going to be crappy parts, whatever. But it's, like, to know that, you know, who's in, I guess you could say, in your back corner, you know, who's behind, who's got your back kind of thing. And like knowing that Jesus 
is that one that's with you through everything. It's like the creator, God, and it's like kind of the one that saved you. It's like, no, I feel pretty good about that whole thing. So it's like, and to know that what you're being saved from is hell and you'll be joining him and God in heaven once you die. It's like, things can get crappy here. But I know where I'm going afterwards, and that's okay. Because then that is for an eternity, an eternity, which I hate thinking about. I hate thinking about eternity. Why? It hurts my like. Not it's. I love like the idea of being in heaven for an eternity, but it's like just thinking of the word eternity. Like that doesn't end. And it's like so. What I'm gonna gonna do for like the two billionth day of my well. Gosh, if we even have days. I don't know. Well, we have to. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so uh, one thing I'll also add in, you know, because, you know, you're asking what what does the life of a believer look like, right? Um, If you look in, uh, it's in John. Um, It talks about the fact that, because people always go, well, how do I know that this is from God? How do I know? You know, you've heard that all the time, Mm -hmm. right? Well, as you spend time with God, as you learn his He'll character himself to you. Um, but in John, it talks about the sheep will know the voice of their uh, shepherd. Mm-hmm. Essentially what that's getting at is, and uh, we actually have been going over this in church recently oh, as cool. well. And they showed a video today of a flock of sheep on the field. And a bunch of people went up and tried to call the sheep to them. And the sheep just ignored them. Nah. Yeah. But as soon as the pastor not the pastor, the, the shepherd, shepherd, you know, of that, those sheep went up and made a noise. A few of them looked up instantly and just ah, looked ah, over ah, in his ah, direction. Ah, ah. After he called a few times, they all came right to him. Yeah. No questions asked. And so people go, well, how do I know this is from God? How do I? As you spend time with God, you will recognize what is of God, what is not of God. You will recognize his voice through whatever it may be. And it's not a simple... Well, I think it's, no, this is where God's leading me type of deal. And that, that's part of the life of a, of a believer as well, is being able to realize where they're at, where God is calling them to, and trusting and saying, all right, um, if this sucks, I don't want to go there, but you're calling me there, so I'm going to go. Right. Because part of the... Part of the life is also part of the life. Uh, part of the life of a believer is also trust in what God is doing in our yeah. lives. Yeah, it was cool that you bring that up because I uh, um, I went to uh, a little study with a, as a few friends, and one of the uh, the gals that was there, she was sharing like a story about. Um, oh, gosh, I wish I could remember all the details, but. So she would do like kind of like some missions work and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, they were being selected of where they're going to be sent out to to go do some more missions and stuff like that and where to stay. And so there's this one place that everybody wanted to go to where it was nice. I guess it was like along a beach kind of thing. It was out of the country. It was in a nicer area. And like people were excited to go there and surf because I mean, one, it's a nice place. Right. Cool. Of course. Now there was also one place that. Nobody really wanted to go to, and um, so my, this friend of mine ended up getting selected to go serve there. And for her, like I guess for whatever reason, like it just like in 
she said this like this this can't work out like this won't happen or well not that so i can't believe it happened she's like but it's just like i like she doesn't think that she can legitimately do this and so now everyone's like cheering for her, like yeah like great woo but then she's like she and she's like oh, like oh like putting on the thing like yeah let's go but on the inside it's like oh no and she had a night where she was like out talking with god and stuff like that and <laughs> I mean, it was kind of cool. Um, but she's like, you know, it's like, there's so many things like that would make this trip not happen or not at least go well. Mm-hmm. And, but she's like, you know what, God? She's like, if this is where you want me to go, that's it. I'll do it, kind of thing. And I guess, like, literally, like, after that, at some point after that, I don't know if it was coming, like, time to where she was actually going to start going or if it was just like, a day or two after that moment. I don't know how soon this is right. supposed to happen. But she ended up getting very sick, fainted, and her like blood pressure was kind of out of whack, and she literally could not go. Like They would not let her fly to this place. But So it's like it's just like having that... For her, it was, she's being taught a lesson that, you know, no matter what, it's like, okay, if you're willing and trust God and you're going to follow through with him, He's going to take care of you. And maybe mm-hmm. he knew, like, yeah, maybe she literally just should not do this trip. But her heart was willing. She trusted him in doing that. And he was like, all right, I know that you trust me. You don't have to go to this kind of thing, you know? So, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, <laughs> you could go back in the Bible and look at, like, was it the Jonah and the whale kind of thing where he was supposed to go to <laughs> Nineveh? And he's like, no, I could do so much better in other places and stuff like that. And he's like, what? You're yep. going to Nineveh. <laughs> so, and he ended up going where he liked to or not. He went to Nineveh. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Um, so it's just like, there's, there's, that's, that's the crazy thing to think about. It's like, you know, if you trust God, he's going to make things happen, whether you think it or not. And, and I want to make it clear. I'm not saying this. And I don't think Aaron is saying this as a, this is a simple thing. No. This is, um, no. This can be very difficult at times. Um, it's not a simple thing to just say, hey, God, I'm going to just trust you. And uh, yeah. hey, cool, we're going to do what you say. Because, uh, yeah, so what? my, 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 my uh, pride and my I want to do this gets in my, the way a lot. Mm-hmm. I will admit that. Yeah. So we talked about spending time with God, you know, knowing his voice, trusting him, um, you know, getting to know him. What else? should be present in a believer's life shame did you just say shame shame yes okay um because no no okay so we we have uh, a fellow mutual like, shame 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 okay <laughs> hear me out no um um so a guy we know so the lieutenant's dad okay um, he, I remember him saying something that was like, kind of like almost mind blowing to me at the time being like a younger kid. This was when access was going on the Wednesday night, like deeper study for youth group. Yeah. And he was saying, he's like, you know, people say they feel guilty about doing something or whatever. It's like, you don't feel guilty. He's like, you're guilty or you're not. He's like, you feel shame about doing something that you did. That was wrong kind of thing. I was like, you know what? I think I agree with that. And I still believe that now. But I guess I get the whole you feel guilty. It's like, okay, you did something wrong. So guilt is what this 
feeling is. But I, I like to look at it more as like, okay, you're guilty or you're not. And if you did something, you're guilty. So, boom. Okay. So, what you're saying is the next time that you uh, text me of, hey, so um, I did this, be like, shame, shame. shame. No. Do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it that way. But um, I get what you're saying. I get what you're I saying. feeling conviction for your sin. I agree with that better. Yes. That was because, the word I was looking for. Because when you, when you say shame... It brings a different. It, it brings a different connotation. Yeah, I get what he was going for, but I would say more the conviction part because yes. conviction says I need to change what I did because it was wrong and it offended someone. Yes. Shame means I just feel bad I need it. to feel bad about it and I need to go run and hide in a corner. It's like yes. when I catch my dog chewing a shoe, they feel shame, so they go hide in the corner. They don't feel convicted about it where they stop necessarily chewing my shoe. Yeah, yeah. That's so, yes. And then so after, you know, so there's a conviction of sin and stuff like that. And um, that is a big thing, too. It's like, you know, whether whether it's, and okay, now you're going on like talking about like pride and stuff like that being in the way of you, well, I mean, following Christ more. Um, for me, it's like even, you know, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I trust you, God, like, Jesus take the wheel kind of thing. Um but it's like, Okay, Carrie Underwood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus take the wheel. Or my my favorite um uh, version is Cletus take the reel <laughs> from Tim Hawkins. Tim Hawkins did a remix right. of it, uh, Cletus take the reel. Oh my god. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. Wow. So but <laughs> yeah, so anyway, no, um, it's like for me, it's it's being okay. So being in a band, there's four people. Now this is just speaking of the band. Four. Um. So one of the other guys. This is, oh gosh. <laughs> Five, three, four. What? Uh, <laughs> Paul's. I'm trying to confuse on him on numbers and trying yeah. to get him to say this is four. Yeah, I I learned my math well. Um, but so one of the other guys is a Christian and we currently at the moment both go to the same church and yeah. <laughs> and so, um, two of the other guys, I mean, I grew up going to like, you know, a, a, a Christian school and stuff like that with one of the other friends. But so yeah, it's, I guess that desire and like love for Christ isn't there. Um, so it's even like talking to them. Like it's, for me, it's it's being like, I guess could that be under the whole pride thing? I don't know, but like being just like fearful of bringing Christ into certain situations where it's like, if I bring him into this, this is gonna screw things up in our minds. Like in my mind, this is gonna mess things up. I don't know if I would label that so much as pride. No, I was wondering if it I, could be in there at all, but no, yeah. I mean, I. I, I, I... I wouldn't say. I pride. would probably put that more at. I think of it this way. Let's say you're dating someone, Uh-oh. right? Yeah. And you go to a party with them, and you r- refuse to introduce them to anyone because you're ashamed of yeah. associating with them. Yeah. And you don't want those other people to think differently of you because of who you associate with. See, I don't like when he when he puts it that way. <laughs> <laughs> That just brings out a whole side of me that I probably don't like. I don't like to see, um, but I mean that's that's true though. And it's, 
I guess for me, it's like... And, and I want to stop you on that. We're all guilty of that. So, oh, yeah. so don't think that Aaron is a special <laughs> uh, sinner guilty of this. Yeah. We're all guilty of this at times. So, yeah. go on. So, but it's like, in some circumstances, it's like, I'm not afraid to let that... Like, people at my work, they know. And they poke... I mean, I mean, they poke jokes about it, but it's like... We we get along, whatever. But it's like, that's a new phrase. Poke jokes. Poke jokes at it, yeah, at me, whatever. The whole thing, and it's like, I I I've brought up like the Bible and Christ and stuff in situations, and it just turns into like a big joke to them, kind of thing. It's like, it just like it makes me like, I don't know. It makes me feel a little like I get in a sense defeated or just like what's the point in this? Like, they're just going to make fun about it, whatever. Like, ugh. so it makes me hesitant to do it in the future. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, it's, there's so much into it, but it's, that's the thing. It's, it's not an easy road, which I wish it was, but it's not. And if it was an easy road, then everybody would do it and there'd be no work into it. And then it's like, well then, yeah. And I think that's a big part of the whole concept of the Christian life. It's not easy. No. There's going to be difficulties. There's going to be challenges along the way. There's going to be things that go well, things that go bad. And then there's going to be things and days where you go, what the heck just happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? There's been some, like, there's been some, like, really cool moments. I, well, obviously cool moments in, like, my walk with Christ and stuff like that, like, I remember, like, I've always, I've been nervous to, like, be one to, like, give strangers rides to places before, and, like, so I was with a friend at this, like, place fairly close to home, like, 20 minutes from home, getting, like, some food, whatever, and this lady comes up to us, she's an older lady, and just started kind of talking to us and whatnot, and asking if we could give her a ride and stuff like that to some place and whatnot. And I always just kind of get a little, like, on edge about stuff like that. Because, I mean, okay, yes, you want to be able to trust this lady. But at the same time, sometimes they'll send out someone that seems trusting to go get you messed up in other ways. So I get nervous. But uh, I this time I was just like, yeah, sure, yeah. And the cool thing that ended up happening was we actually <laughs> ended up, uh, my friend and I ended up having a great conversation about God and stuff like that. During the ride. And then we at the end of it, we ended up all praying together kind of thing. And it was really sweet. So it's like, it's those fearful moments where it's like, you, if you let Christ do what he does best, sweet things can and will happen. Like, it's not like, could it happen? I mean, there's times where it's like, we might not see it. There's something might not happen that we expect to see. And then we feel like, just like discouraged about it. But it's like, keep holding on to it. Well, keep holding on going forward and pressing on and you'll see eventually like a much bigger picture that you didn't see in the first place. And it's, those are also the really cool things to see happen as well throughout the Christian walk. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's one big part of it is keeping an eye in the bigger picture because yeah. we're lo always looking at the smaller picture. We're looking at the, our immediate surroundings. I'm looking around at this room, seeing all the technical equipment, you know, and thinking about that necessary, you know, I'm not necessarily thinking about the big picture, what sort of impact do these things have in the larger context of things? And sometimes we're so immediately caught up with the whole concept of 
am is this person going to hurt me? Is this person going to whatever? Instead of maybe this person needs to hear about God and I'm the one that's going to be delivering it to them. Yeah. And I'm not saying to make it clear, I am not saying have no regard for your personal safety. Oh no. Yeah. You still have to be, take care of your family, yourself, personal safety. I'm not saying intentionally go out there and seek out harm. Right. You know, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you got someone with a gun who's shooting up people. Don't you don't jump in front of the gun and go, have you heard about Jesus today? Yeah. You know, you don't do <laughs> that. Talk to you. But you know, the person who's like, Hey, do you have a few bucks? Be like, it, even if you don't, you know, see if there's some way you can help them, you know, because right. we're always told as Christians to help those who are in need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the media goes on and on and on and on and on about, oh, these Christians aren't doing this and that. They're looking at the big picture and they want everyone to be helped. The government can't help everyone, let's be honest. But we as individuals, we can help and be more impactful than everyone else. The word Christian literally means little Christ. Yeah. And if we claim to be Christians, we need to be out there doing what Christ would do. Bringing it back to that wonderful WWJD bracelet that was all the trend. (laughs) Yeah, man. Gosh. That's, man, what talking about what would Jesus do? It's, I mean, if you want to hear about what Jesus did, I mean, you can read the beginning of the New Testament. The Gospels, the like the story of his life was Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Well, and then I think what, there's some in Acts too, right? Well, well uh, no, Acts is pretty. Oh much... no, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. Whew. Ignore that. <laughs> but so it's I don't know. Some of my favorite ones for like Jesus and Jesus's lifetime. At the moment, there's still more I have to learn. But it's like is the. Uh, the woman that like touched his robe and was healed um, as he was going through the crowd to help this uh, um, uh, was Sadducee's daughter or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, he just came from another like town, village, whatever, and had healed a sick man that was demon possessed in a graveyard. <laughs> so it's just like I I don't know I I guess I. I was talking with a friend once and we were talking about how um like Christ only cares about like the high up mighties, high and mighties, like the people of importance and impact, like uh-uh. No. So we were talking about that. I was like, you know, I was like, so like this woman that had grabbed his like his cloak and or robe, whatever, um, just hoping to be healed, um, was healed. And it's it's funny well not funny, it's cool, where he stops on the way to help this man's dying or dead daughter at the time, um, he's like, he wanted to find this woman who had gone to touch him. He literally goes, who touched me? Yeah, literally, yeah. As Paul said it, he said it himself. Um, and obviously, Jesus being who he is, he knew, but he, I mean, I believe that he wanted her to come on and be like, it was me and make herself known to him. And eventually, I mean, that happens. And the thing that I love about the story is, like, this woman was sick and probably a little an outcast to society. Like, they probably didn't want to have anything to do with this woman because she was sick. Well, she was unclean. And in that time, yes. if you were unclean, you were outside the Hard. gates. You, you were 
um, not allowed in with the common folk, essentially. So yes. you were off in your segregated thing. You were unclean. There was there's whole things regarding the structure of Jewish culture regarding clean and unclean. It it plays yeah. a big part of this, and that's why, especially like you read the Old Testament, they talk about this food is unclean, this food's unclean. Yeah, and then it's a big deal in the New Testament when God says, "I didn't make any food unclean," and yeah. it's like, oh. <gasps> Wait a minute. Oh, so we can eat pork? Ooh. It is delicious. <laughs> Your mom made us pork today. She did, yeah. Pork comitas. Woo! Um, but, yeah, and I think the thing I like about the story is, you know, when he talks to her, he refers to her as his daughter. And, I mean, that having just a huge, like, I guess, impact for me, because it's like, that's showing that he loves and cares for her. And at that point, I mean, he knew that she had faith in him and that she believed. So at that point, she's like, she's taken care of now. And before that, so for this man that was like possessed by the demons and stuff like that, the reason I, I like that story a lot is because it's, so he casts this demon called Legion, which stands for many, or we are many, into like this, like, what would you call would you, a flock of pigs, a herd of whatever, a pig. Yeah. And they go off, run off this cliff, die, and they're done. Now, this town that owned the pigs was pretty upset about that. Because I guess, I don't know, now this is going off like the pastor's knowledge and stuff like that of the whole story. Was he saying like the pigs for them was like a financial thing for them. Like it was a big financial part of what they had. And like, so they were upset by that. And, um, I guess for the part of that story was that he, he was kind of like getting into was, you know, Christ would rather save this man and have, you know, like the wealth or whatever, these possessions be taken away for the sake of saving one individual. And I guess just to show that, you know, it's even though this guy was again, unclean, unwanted from society, you know, set aside, you know, he cared about him to save him from what he was going through kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, to hear stories like that about Christ, it's like, man. And, I mean, okay, aside that, when he talks about dying on the cross, it's like he died for all, not just the high and mighty or not just the poor and hurting. Is it for everybody yep. that's willing to accept him and accept that gift? Mm-hmm. Do you have any more things you want to add into your thoughts about the life of a Christian? Because I have one more. No, go ahead, send it. So the one I have actually is um, don't be so stuck up on the rules. Yes. I, the, the, the rules in the Old Testament, that, that was very much more, you know, you broke the rules, you sinned, uh, you had to do some sort of sacrifice. Now, no, I'm, I'm not, no. when I say don't get so hung up with the rules, I'm not saying go and sin however you want and whatever. Oh. I'm not saying that. So I want to make that very clear. There's a difference between rules and sin. When I think about that, I think about, um, there was a blind man in the new Testament. Uh, he had his mat. Jesus, you know, came up to Jesus and Jesus told him, you know, go here, you know, mix some water with the mud, put on your eyes and you'll see. Well, he did that on a Sabbath day. <gasps> yeah, exactly. To do that on a Sabbath. And he was carrying his, the blind man was carrying his mat on a Sabbath day as well, oh. you know, and, and, and the, 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 the leaders, they're like, well, why is he doing work on a, on a Sabbath? And it's like, come on, you know, you're, you're more concerned about the law 
than about people. Mm-hmm. You know, I also think about the lyrics from a, a, a song from the classic crime. Yeah. Uh, do you know which one I'm talking about? No, not at the, not the top of my head. Uh, it's, I believe it's called Glass House. <gasps> okay. Do you know, do you know what now? I know that song. Yeah. But what does it talk about in there? Oh, uh, gosh, it's been so long. I don't know. I don't, I, I just, I remember it. I don't know though. It, so here's the chorus that, that, that gets me somewhere deep down, you know, the difference between love and following orders. But if I, but if this. If what I sing is offensive, it's proof that you've yet to address your disorder. Sorry, they had a mistype on their website. <laughs> and I was like, because they had, but if the I sing, I was like, uh, what? Um, mm, uh, Tongue twister. Yeah. So essentially what they're saying is if you're just following orders, if you're just saying what the leaders say, be it religious leaders or whatever, and you're just saying, oh, you say I'm not supposed to work on Sunday. I'm not working on Sunday. And that is your um, explanation for wh- how this is going on. And that's what you do. And that's it. You're gonna. You're not noticing the difference between love and following orders. Love is caring for that person, mm-hmm. even though it's the Sabbath and it's the day you're not supposed to work. You still care for that person. You clothe them. You feed them. You help them however you can. Jesus said, "Screw the rules. It's a Sabbath. You're getting healed. Carry that mat." <laughs> yes. And guess what? That's a proclamation that you are healed now, and you are different than you were before because. You would not be healed on the Sabbath normally. Yeah. Yeah. So when I think about that, I think about, you know, that our last thing of don't let rules hang you up so much that you forget to love others. Yeah. Now I'm not, again, I'm not saying go out and do something illegal, rob a bank to feed the poor. I'm not saying sin. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying, (laughs) you know, the stupid things like we must all bow at the same time but while you're bowing someone's not getting fed feed the person first then go bow right wow well that was great <laughs> no thank you um i gosh i would have missed that whole aspect of it look at me messing up like that um yeah because grace is mercy is a huge thing also and <laughs> Brings me to a section in James. Um, no, okay, let me find it here real quick. Um, I think it, it was near the end of it, but basically, I mean, the last line being um, <laughs> mercy triumphs over judgment. Oh, boy. I don't know where it's at. Oh, I think it's at the end of chapter two question mark maybe not i don't know i'm i'm a, I'm a oh not not the end of chapter two um for okay it says one verse 13 or well you know what? i'll start at oh where should i start at uh, i'm pulling it up right now should i start at verse eight sure okay yeah yeah okay so verse 8 of chapter 2 in James. Um, if you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. 
For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. If you do not commit adultery but do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. So, I that was actually I heard that one today too. That we talked about that also uh, in church on this Sunday. Well, this Sunday being the day we recorded this, not the day that which you is October fourth, twenty twenty. What he said. <laughs> um, but it's, it's yeah. It's it, I mean, the thing about also like Christ's sacrifice is he died for all sins, not. Just, I, I don't know how to say this, but like the sins that you committed before you decided to believe and trust in him. He didn't just forgive those ones. He forgives all the ones after it and so on. And he also didn't die just for a certain level of sin. He didn't die for mm. the simple sins. Nope. Uh, I cheated on my test. He also died for the difficult sins. Um, I lusted after another woman. Nope. Murder. Yep, that too. All of, well, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, granted, that's my own, that's a whole other thing. But it's just like how we, you know, classify different, like, things, like sin, well, <laughs> murder versus robbery, like, that'll have different punishment. Here. Right. It, well, in like, him, it's like, it's. And when you look in the New Testament, it even says, if you have hatred in your heart towards your birth, that's the same as murder. Yeah. And we don't think of and classify things like that. And so you're like, well, we classify murder up here, but you're like, but I can have hatred towards this person all, all day and it's down here. And then you go, oh, wait, it's the same thing. Oh, crap. Uh, oh, yeah. Any sin is bad enough to get you separated from God because he is perfect and holy. And that's... A, Another whole thing to like think about is knowing who God is and just how well holy and pure and powerful He is. Um, so I mean, I guess honestly, with that, I got nothing else. I don't know if you have any. All right, pack it up. But thank you again for hopefully, if you sat through this, I don't know, maybe you didn't, maybe you didn't, maybe you're like, I'm sick of this. Did you? I don't know. Did you finish your run by the way? Oh, <laughs> okay, good. I I did too as well. I just want to make sure that you did. Oh, I did. Cool. Um, so yeah, thank you for hopefully joining on a second episode of this Bible Belt. And if there's any like I don't know any comments you have, please feel please feel free to leave a comment, any suggestions, thoughts on anything of this, and uh, hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Bye.